this is Michael Shanka, and you're listening to an interview under fire. All right, welcome back, everyone, and a happy 2021. Hope everyone out there had a safe and healthy holiday season. We are here with another brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. As usual, this is your KCAST host, Sonny, along with Michael Schenker. Uh, you know, talk about kicking the year off with a bang. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is an important yet exciting time of the year for you with the release of your newest studio album, Immortal, which comes out January 29, 2021, obviously this year. On Nuclear Blast Records, you know, first off, congratulations on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with the singles After the Rain and Drill to Kill. But, Michael, before we get to all that, I'm going to ask you a very important question to start things off. You know, how are you? You know, I think that's an important question to ask, considering where we're at. You know, our lives have pretty much changed since almost a year ago. So how's life in the UK right now? It's all over the place, what can I say? All you can do is keep going and accept, you know, what's put in front of you. Right. And, you know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, Michael, you know, how are you keeping up your guitar chops these days? Has Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for you routine-wise lately, if at all? What, you mean like since the virus started? Sure. No, I mean, the, the, you know, what I do is, that, I mean, I was very fortunate to be busy doing the 50th anniversary in that time. Uh, it was a, sweet, a bittersweet experience because it, it changed things around, but it ended up like a gift from God. You know, the way it all turned out, I never imagined, you know. And then to understand that, you need to hear the story. But, you know, I I just keep going. And, and, and what I do is, I, you know, I had to cancel and postpone so many shows, uh, like all the other bands. And, uh, but I just make sure that I stay, you know, in, in, in shape with the next, which is an upcoming uh, tour, and make sure that, that I, you know, keep familiar with my, with my music uh, and, and sets and, and um, you know, just keep making sure that, that I'm not, I'm not, you know, lying down and having a rest and say, well, let me know when the next thing is going to happen. You know, I always make sure I, I, I will be prepared for the unexpected. Right, and that's, that's the best way to put it. You know, um, and I wanted to add, because you've been at this for a long time, Michael, and, you know, of course, Michael Schenker Group was founded in 1979 but this is your 50th anniversary you know and whether it's with scorpions or ufo or temple of rock or rat or, Copernic or copernicus you know i want to ask michael how is the touring life for you personally because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career and you played at pink pop rock hard festival Vakken. you know that's like the mecca of heavy metal festivals 
And now we're all kind of just taking like an unseen step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? But like, what was your favorite part about touring? Because there's so many things to point out about what makes touring amazing, whether it's, you know, culture or the fans or the food, you know, there's a lot of things about it. What was your favorite part about touring? Well, you know, I, I, you know, (laughs) since I started uh, as a nine-year-old, I have always just focused on being an artist, um, developing, having fun, putting three notes together, creating goose pimples, uh, learning from others that inspired me, um, you know, like Leslie West and Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck and Rory Gallagher, Johnny Winter, etc., etc. And so, you know, I, I just take always things step by step. And, and when things come up, like a disturbance, like the virus, I, I, just, I just keep going. You know, I'm a kid in a sandbox. I'm having fun just uh, putting, you know, notes together, creating goose pimples. I don't compete. I don't compare. I don't look for fame. I, 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 I don't, you know, do anything like that. I go to the inner spring the inner infinite spring of creativity and that's where I fish um, stuff from, you know, Uh, rather than taking from a trend. um, If everybody takes from a trend only, it it will die uh, because at some point it will be dead, uh, like a ditch, you know, uh, with no fresh water. And so, you know, by by me um, um, being the artist, and, and actually being more inspired by, by creating some new colors that come out from the inside of myself, which everybody can do if they choose to. You know, you can take from a trend or you can take from the inner spring. But if anything, I'm a trend maker. I have um, created a trend you know, in the 80s, uh, many guitarists uh, copied my style, actually actually uh, overexposed it. By the time I was playing it, it was already all done. But because I keep going to the inner spring, um, to the infinite spring of creativity, I always inject a new little bit of freshness into, into current trends that, that keep the trends alive uh, because people take, they know what I'm doing. Right. And, and people, people that are, you know, uh, real artists that, or people that um, are, you know, maybe just there for fame and, and success, they, they, they look at my guitar playing for inspiration for themselves to keep themselves going because nothing can keep going on forever if you just keep taking from the same trend. It, 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 it will die. And so, you know, but fortunately, I'm so happy with being myself, expressing myself, and, and that's what I do. 
is uh, pure self-expression. That's my passion. And, and uh, I don't miss or lose anything, even if others have made millions, uh, you know, with my guitar style or whatever in the 80s. It doesn't bother me. Uh, it, 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 because it's not... It's, for me, it's all about development. And I have lived my whole life like that. I always go to the next step as an artist, and and um, give freshness to the world, you know, open up my mind. I have the confidence, you know, to let people know this is how Michael Schenker sees it. And that's how I created my own guitar style. That's how I got, how I ended up with so many guitar fans, the famous ones like Slash and, and uh, you know. Uh, Dave Mustaine, uh, Hammond, you know. Yeah, and all of those guys. But I never knew about it until later in the 90s because I don't research, I don't look at the, you know, I, I, I never try to find out what have I done to other people. I just, I'm just happy with doing what I'm doing. You know, and speaking of uh, being happy with doing what you're doing, you know, let's talk about the new album, Immortal. It comes, it comes out January 29th, you know, later on. Uh, this month on Nuclear Blast Records. Now, when I heard Immortal Michael, you know, you know, through and through, from Drill to Kill to Night of the Dead to Devil's Daughter to Come On Over, and the epic ending of, you know, In Search of the Peace of Mind, even, you guys even threw some ballads th and throw in there, you know, it's just traditional heavy metal. It's, it's as good as it gets for my listeners who don't know, you know. When did the writing for Immortal start for you? Was it, was it, Anytime during the pandemic you were even, like, writing, or was it already done before the pandemic even started? Like, how did that come about? You know, I realized in 2019 that it was my 50th anniversary was going to come up. And and I wanted to celebrate that with uh, musicians, fans, and friends. And, uh, but it's such a difficult task, you know, to get musicians for, to arrange all of that from all over the world that uh, at some point it, it was dragging on and on and on. So I, still, I lost the timing. It, it could never be released in 2020. Then my agent told me, yeah, but Michael, your, your album was The Lonesome Crowd and Scorpions was released in 72. So I said, ah, so I have two years to <laughs> put this together. And so I had hope again. But this time I said to myself, I better put a compact band together. And so that was... The original plan, you know, with having, uh, I asked Ronnie if he wanted to do, sing all the songs, and and Steve Mann and, and uh, Barry Sparks kept emailing me, he wanted to be the bass player, and I told him he got it, and uh, Bodo Shops was there, and, and so we had a compact band, and and uh, I was actually doing the, the um, uh, 70,000 tons of metal, uh, um, and, and when I came off, uh, I spent four days in, um, that was already in 2020, I guess, right? Uh, and, and when I came off the, 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 the cruise, uh, I spent four days in Miami, I started writing. And, uh, and, and when I came back to the UK, I carried on, and then I had all my music, my music, um, you know, basically uh, written. And uh, while I was 
actually getting ready to go to to um, to, the, to 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 Germany to my recording studio to make a first co-producer. Uh, I saw on the screen on the TV screen that there was something going on, and it was the virus. And uh, right. I went, wow, you know what now? I mean, what is this going to mean to all of this? And and, uh, uh, and and I soon found out I couldn't use my usual route uh, going to Germany. I had to change route. Uh, I had to go uh, via Holland, which was possible by ship, uh, sleeping there overnight. I had to do this trip four times. I had to go on 40 days quarantine altogether. Uh, not in one wow. go, but 14, 14 days each time. I don't recommend this to anybody, but I did uh, because it's it's my band. It's 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 the 50th anniversary, so I, I had to do the dodgy work and accept it. If I wouldn't have done that, it would have never happened. And so by the time I made it to uh, Michael Foster's uh, recording studio um, and put down my music, my my new written music. Um, it was time to call up Ronnie to you know to. Are you ready? And he said, "Sorry, sorry, I can't." Um, it, it, it's uh, you know, I think he lives in Bulgaria, and all the borders are locked. I can't afford to go on fourteen days quarantine. Um, I, I'm I'm so sorry. And and I said, you know, don't worry about it. We think of something. And then I asked my. Um, and my my partner Amy, who is a, a bass player and, and a consumer, she's got a very good taste. And I, I haven't been listening to music for fifty years, so I don't know what's out there. And so I trust her taste. And she said, "Ralph, you know." And I said to Michael Foss, "Hey, what do you think of 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 Ralph Sheepers? Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic." And the next day they were recording. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then he sang another song. And, 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 it, you know, and, and it just went from then on of me trying to put a compact band together. It all started to go step by step the way I originally wanted, but couldn't get it together myself. So all of a sudden it all happened by itself. There was a phone call coming in from Brian Titchy. Oh, I heard about the 50th anniversary of Michael. I offer six drum tracks. I mean, he's one of the best drummers in the world with Ozzy Osbourne and Whitesnake, etc., right. etc. Et I'm, I'm a Michael Schenker fan and I want to make a contribution. And then he... <laughs> and I said, what? This is unbelievable. <laughs> and, then, and then the next thing, he, he calls up Michael Foss and says, a buddy of mine, Derek Sheranian, he, he, he's a fan. He, he wants to make a contribution. Um, to Michael's 50 years and, and I said to Michael Foss well, what are we going to do with a as far as I know this guy is a heavy duty keyboard player we already got Steve Mann I purposely put all the guitars on myself this time to make it more guitar oriented and I asked Steve just to put a little bit of sprinkles and coloring uh, on the keyboards and, and he's very good at that and, and so um I said, what are we going to do with Derek? He said, well, maybe we can have a, have a, 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 a keyboard guitar jam. 
Akiva Kitajan, you must be joking. I've never done anything <laughs> like this. He said, well, maybe it would be a good idea to do something, you know, especially for the fifties, do something new you have never done, something fresh. Maybe you appreciate, maybe your fans would appreciate that. And I said, like, you mean like John Lott and, and, and uh, Richie Blackmore? He said, yeah, why, why not? Something like that. And I actually got really excited. I thought, like, wow. What a great idea. I would have never thought of it myself. And, and it would be fantastic, you know, to have something fresh and new like I've never done before on, on this album. And so when I, at the end, it became True to Kill with Ralph Titchy and Derek, I, I could not believe when I heard Ralph's voice. I never heard his voice. And I just blindly uh, trusted, you know, my partner and, and Michael Foss. It, it's unbelievable. And, and what what Titchy and Derek did to that, you know, and, and when I heard the end result, I went like, wow, this is a blessing. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, straight between your eyes, and it just kicks, you know. I mean, it it is so full of music talent, and 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 and. Uh, uh, I mean, emotions and... and there are no delight. words for it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really, I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you said you nailed it right on the head. When I was talking about when I first heard, heard this album, it was... You can talk about all the traditional heavy metal, you know, ballads and, you know, themes and whatever you want to talk about when, you know... It generates back all the way from when you first started, like in the late 60s with Scorpion, you know? with scorpions and you talked about it how it kind of just translates with all the musicians that you have collaborated with to make this happen now i want to throw a few more names out there you know ronnie romero michael voss of course ralph sheepers we had ralph sheepers on interview under fire this past summer and he's he's an amazing person uh, that you, I, you, yeah say again you're breaking up say again oh can you hear me now yeah 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 i was just saying that you had ronnie romero and michael voss and then we also had Ralph Sheepers, and Ralph Sheepers was, was uh, one of our guests this past summer, and we got the chance to speak to him, and he's an amazing vocalist, he's an amazing person, and you also had, you know, JoLynn Turner, and, you know, Steve Mann, Barry Sparks, Brian Ticci, like you said, Bodo Schoff, and Simon Phillips, and Derek Sherinian, the keyboardist, you know, what was that experience like, just bringing in outside professional artists in their music fields into your world? Of making music, I, I'm assuming it just made the process easier for you having all those artists with you creating this album, right? Well, the, the, the funny thing is, I didn't do anything. It all sprinkled in. It, it all came in by phone calls. You know, <laughs> it was just like it was just like um, I called Ronnie. Uh, we called Ronnie again and said, "Ronnie, are you ready now?" He said, oh, I'm sorry, I still can't do it. I, I, I can't go on 14 days quarantine. I, I can't afford this. I, I have obligations, yeah. et etc." Et and, and I said, we said again, like, don't worry about it. We think of something. I said to Michael Fossil, well, what now? <laughs> the clock is ticking. And, and he said, like, what, what do you think of Jolene Turner? I said, Jolene Turner? He's one of my favorites. I mean, he, he, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, he said, Fantastic. I mean, I said, can you, do you have a contact with him? And he said, absolutely. And the next day, they were recording. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this guy, 
was <laughs> all of a sudden on my record. Yeah. Without even, you know, without, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And then we got another song out of it, so it made it four less songs for Ronnie. And and then one morning I came back from the hotel, and and uh, and Michael said, you know, Michael always, Michael first always writes uh, B plans for singers, like lyrics and melodies, just in case they need some help. And so he said, here, uh, Michael, you know, to me, uh, this is what I did last night to us. Power ballad, you know, which is a power ballad. I've never done a power ballad in my life, as far as I remember. But on top of it, he was playing what he did to that song, and I went like Michael. This is so beautiful. <laughs> Only you can sing this. I mean, this, and 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 it felt. I mean, it, it sounded heartfelt. It sound. I mean, the, the vocal quality was high class. And it was also probably a, a, a personal message. I said, like, Michael, you got this song. Only you can sing this. I cannot imagine anybody can do this. There's another song that uh, the Queen of Thorns and Roses, which was a very unusual song, too. And he did something to it, and he played it to me. I said, Michael, you got that song. I cannot imagine anybody else singing it. So... That was six songs less for Ronnie. <laughs> and so yeah. it, it, it just went on and on and on. I mean, honestly, I didn't do anything. What I was trying to do in 2019, uh, having fans and friends, musicians, fans and friends, helping me with the 50th anniversary or celebrating it with me, all of a sudden, it was just all happening, step by step, by itself. I mean, I cannot understand how, but it. I can only see it as a gift, you know, from yeah. heaven, <laughs> honestly. And, and that's the best way how you celebrate a 50th anniversary. That shows, you know, Michael, as you're telling me all these collaborations you've had with these amazing artists, that tells me that your reputation just it, it speaks for itself because you have that's how much of a positive impact you have had in the industry i mean look at all these amazing artists i've reached out to you they helped make this happen like like you say you didn't do anything and for my listeners who don't know michael voss he also sings in mad max and Wolfpack. of course he's an amazing singer and something i want to add you know uh, I was going to leave off with this question about and i think you set it up perfectly you know michael whether it's with scorpions or ufo or temple of rock or rat or copernicus like i just talked about and you cited you know tony tony iomi uh richie blackmore jimmy page leslie west and gary moore's influences and there are others who have also compared you to the likes of dave mustaine randy rhodes and kirk hammett and from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in we have discussed about so far in this interview I want to ask you now, Michael, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career, at the same time, has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline? Did all that, did all this, did they play a part in helping you grow as an artist? Well, I, I feel blessed, you know. Everybody came in out of nowhere. I mean, I was asked by Ozzy Osbourne to join because Randy Rhodes was a number one Michael Schenker fan. And 
<clears throat> there you go. I, I was asked by I was asked by the purple to join them when Richie uh, left. Uh, I was first choice, you know, I worked with, with Roger Glover on the first Michael Schenker album, and he is from Deep Purple, and he was the producer, and so uh, I, I had, you know, actually, I had four drummers of the Jeff Beck group, I had two bass players of Jeff Beck group, I had uh, everybody who leaves uh, Richie Blackmore joins Michael Schenker group. <laughs> it's wow. <unbelievable>. And <laughs> And so... You know, I mean, I just do what I do. And I think because of that, you know, uh, uh, growing, you know, not competing or, or, or doing any of that, you know, being like desperate for, for fame, etc., etc., it all came by itself. Actually, fame for me and success happened all by itself, just like this album. Yeah, I mean, and like like you said, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but it spoke for itself, the work that you've done throughout your career. Again, you know, this being your 50th anniversary, is leaving a legacy something that's important to you, Michael? No, I mean, what does legacy mean? Oh, well, that's, that's probably the best answer right there. Because <laughs> a legacy would be like, you know, you leave this... Okay, you talked about your inspirations like Tony Iommi and Richie Blackmore right for example and then you would have no, younger I mean, yeah, yeah not, you know I'm yeah younger musicians coming up saying oh Michael Schenker oh my gosh look at the work that he's done he's the reason I never yeah go yeah, ahead. I never said I never said Richie Blackmore was my inspiration actually for Richie Blackmore it's more like Deep Purple because I actually got attracted to Deep Purple when I was 14 years old or something ah, okay okay child child in time and my friend and I we were wondering um, how this singer was singing so high <laughs> and we put money together and we bought the the, the first Deep Purple album uh, Deep Purple in Rock it was I think and 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 uh, that's how I discovered um, that you know but my main influences and, and, and inspirations actually that I love. I mean, of course, Jimi Hendrix is, 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 is phenomenal, you know, but it wasn't really my style. But uh, of course, Richie Blackmore was always a great guitarist. But all the uh, 60s, late 60s, uh, uh, Rory Gallagher, uh, um, Johnny Winter, um, Leslie West, Jimmy Page, uh, Eric Clapton. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Uh, I'm sorry to leave people out, but, but you know, all the 60s, um, and especially the late 60s guitarists you know when I was 14 I went to festivals to go guitar hunting to discover a new guitarist that would impress me you know and so I got and Leslie West of course and, and so I got uh, inspired but by, by the time I was 15 years old I already started to understand that I wanted to be uh, 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 focusing more on pure self-expression, and so I had enough inspiration from those guys uh, before, and and, and 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 Tony, of course, you know, with his distortion, you know, gave me this incredible idea of what you can do with a with a distorted guitar and and the, the the sound and stuff like that and so there is there is a lot of stuff of course that 
that I can um, give a lot of credit, you know, I mean, uh, 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 um, exceptional credit to um, those guys, you know, because, um, you know, that's, that's how we learn, you know, from people before. And, and, uh, but, but it, it was never important to me. Like I said before, I'm a kid in a sandbox. I, I just enjoy playing. I call it all play and discover, you know, and you can only discover something that hasn't been discovered. So you don't take from the trend. If you want to discover, you go on a gold hunt. You know, it's it's a bit like yeah. like you know looking for a treasure. You enjoy the journey because you're excited finding something. And I go into my inner self doing that same thing. Uh, I, I I I play guitar. I play. That's why it's called playing. I play guitar, and then I discover something. And I treasure that. And that's a piece of gold. And I keep that. And and I will express that every time I make a new record. And that's why I always have an, uh, uh, fresh elements on upcoming albums that I do. Man, uh, I don't think you could have summed that up any better. Man, you know, Michael, we pretty much covered everything from top to bottom. Is there an artist that you haven't collaborated with already that you wish to do still in the future? Well, I, I, you know, I, I always loved. I mean, of course, uh, um, you know, Jimmy Page and 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 uh, uh, Robert Plant, you know, was a, a, I mean, classic. Wow, you know, what can yeah. I say? I mean, the best of the best, and Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck was, I mean, unbelievable, and so. But, you know, what Stewart, having been singing, um, you know, most of his life now, uh, um, you know, more pop music, I love his voice, you know, and he's the same birthday as me. And I always say, well, I wish I could make a record with Rod Stewart. I'm sure he, he, he is more into what, what you know, what, what he has been doing for over 50 or whatever. Well, you know, I mean, he split up from Jeff Beck and then he did his own thing. And so, what Stewart is a, such a natural, great voice that is so individual and, and, and uh, I mean, you can know, you, you always know it's what Stewart. And, and I love his voice, you know, and uh, that, that's one of the guys, you know. But then there are other singers from the past you know that you know, of course, like Robert Plant, and, uh, and and you know, I tell you, even though I got an offer from Ozzy Osbourne, I love Ozzy. I love <laughs> Ozzy. I even made a you know to this fiftieth uh, set box. I I you know made a um, a contribution talking about you know I love Ozzy and all the best and etc. etc. But I declined his offer because in my middle years after I left UFO. And the Scorpions opening the doors for America for Rudolph and Klaus for the Scorpions. I I needed to go on an experiment as an artist, you know, and I did acoustic instrumentals and electric instrumentals, and I needed to be fulfilled. And so, without that, I would not be happy today. And 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 that's why I had to say no to Deep Purple and Ozzy because I I could not see myself, you know, having to play a set, uh, copying somebody else. 
because that's not what I wanted to do, and that's not my vision. My vision is pure self-expression. And so even people that I love, I had to decline. Yeah, man. Uh, Michael, do you have a... Uh, do you have any other like last words you want to you know uh, shout outs or any plugs you want to mention before we finish things off here? I know we're running out of time here, but this has been such a pleasure. But I want to anything you want to mention about Michael Schenker Group coming out since you have that album later on this month. Any shout outs? Oh yeah, well, we actually putting together. We have actually confirmed the tour now for the twenty uh, for for twenty one October. Awesome. Uh, it's 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 four shows in the UK with a uh, Doro. Cash as a special guest, and uh, we have uh, five shows in in, in Europe. We work. We have you. Uh, we have Russian shows. Um, Australia is coming out of the blue. Um, South America, America, uh, uh, North America. I mean, we are working, and as we are talking, and knock on wood, you know, uh, uh, if, as things are getting better, especially with the vaccine. Um, you know, it, it could all become a reality and probably uh, end up as the longest tour I've ever done in my life. Yeah, and this is how you come back <laughs> after after almost yeah. a year-long pandemic with a 50th anniversary record, and you're doing it the right way. And uh, everyone who's listening, this is Michael Schenker. The new album, Immortal, comes out January 29th on Nuclear Blast Records. Keep on the lookout. You know, buy the album if you can. You know, the bands can't do it without your help with the merch buying and all the purchases you can make to help him out. And uh, look out for Michael on tour. You know, he'll be on the road as soon as you know. Hopefully, you can come to Dallas and hopefully we can do another interview in person. Obviously, I miss doing things in person. I'm sure you do too. But uh, you stay safe, Michael. Thank you so much for everything you've done throughout your career. And I can't wait to see you rip it out live, you know. Thank you so much for the interview and keep on rocking. Thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.